everyone. Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity Rewatch podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. And just a reminder, there may be things that we mention here that are coming up in future episodes. It's possible. So it's not a completely spoiler-free podcast. Just be warned. I am Melissa, and I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Fish. Fish, how are you doing today? I'm doing good today. This was an interesting one. Um, I feel like it was it was different from a lot of the other ones. So mm-hmm. I'm ready to get into it. Be interesting to see how that pans out as we go. I have to warn everybody. I myself am coming off of a week at a conference where I had to be all the way up in at eleven the whole week, but I'm extremely introverted. So I'm now powered down to a one and what that's going to look like as we go through. I don't know, but we'll find out. It's probably an appropriate episode for me to feel like that. <laughs> so. yeah, she may just stop talking at some point and, um, and then I won't know what to do. I'll let you take over from there and it'll be your show, uh, all the way your show. Um, <laughs> yeah, nobody wants that. Well, that'd be interesting. Maybe fun. <laughs> anyway, why is it relevant for this episode? Well, we just watched season two, episode six, which was called The Love Bug, which, Fish, you correctly guessed last time that it might have something to do with mono, and it did. So that was The Love Bug. Uh, it originally aired November 7th, 1999. It was co written by, I don't know how to say his name, Paul Guio, Paul Guio, I don't know. And J.J. Abrams. And then it was directed by Lawrence Trilling. And here's the episode description. When Megan gets mono, Felicity bunks with Noel and Elena and faces an awkward situation when he asks her to keep their past relationship secret from Ruby, who later comes to Felicity for advice on birth control. Meanwhile, Felicity frets over uh, David's failure to become more intimate. Okay, so Fish, where do you want to start with this one? Well, I mean, they did completely leave out the whole Ben and, and Maggie storyline. They sure did. Um, I mean, I feel like we should start with Carl because he is just like ground zero for this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know who in the world would have kissed him, right? According mm-hmm. to Megan. Um, but it's midterms and Carl is concerned. He's, you know, not sure what he's going to do if he's sick. And Felicity's very clear. None of the professors are going to give you any extra time or like, be nice to you at all. And then he passes out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, there there are times when professors probably will give you more time um i did need surgery at one point and uh it's it's not the same i guess but they all moved up my finals and deadlines that Uh i could leave um and i ended up having like i don't know yeah and this isn't like um this isn't like 
finals because no. we can't really extend finals exactly because, well, they have to get your grade in and, you know, I don't know how it works with that, but you're right. It is midterms. So yeah. I suppose I like there if you have mono, they definitely would have some flexibility. Yeah. Um, but I love the fact that, that this whole thing is about, yes, it's about mono, but it's also a lot about just kissing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And this all comes up at a dorm meeting, right? And Carl's, you know, trying to ask questions about his health and what, you know, if, if, like you said, the professors would have leniency or, you know, what, what would happen if you had mono and the undercurrent through this whole meeting is Megan being like, oh, we have too many meetings, right, folks? And they're all like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it comes to an abrupt end when Carl just falls to the floor, exhausted. Yeah. That was a pretty good fall, too. It was. I, mm-hmm. I was thinking that. I was like, that's, that's perfect. Good job, Carl. Yeah, um, whoever, whoever's playing Carl there has some very good comedic training. Yeah. He knows how to take a good fall. Right, right on the face. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you want to carry the Carl thread through or should we keep going kind of in order? I mean, there's only a couple more Carl things. So I kind of feel like going in order just because I, I liked how, for example, here we're talking about mono and then the next thing that happens is Felicity freaking out because David hasn't kissed her. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes back and forth between like the mono stuff and then the kissing. And there was a lot of kissing in this movie. Movie, sorry. <laughs> yeah, in this <laughs> episode. episode. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, and I think almost even more than kissing, I think it was about intimacy and people and, you know, the many ways that that comes across. I mean, we'll see later. I know I'm jumping ahead with this, so I'll just make this a quick comment. But like, you can see, like, Nola's kissing Ruby, but the intimacy seems to be with Felicity, and uh, and that perks up Ruby's ears quite a bit. So I do think that difference between intimacy and you know and physical relationships and. Uh, and then this sickness happening as an undercurrent through the whole thing is, uh, you know, it definitely drives this episode for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely agree with um, with the intimacy part in uh, in multiple relationships. So in David and Maggie and Ben, and um, we can talk more about the Noel and Ruby stuff, because I do feel like that's slightly different than the other two. Mm. But um, I mean, Felicity here is kind of amazing, right? Because I have been just continually saying that she is always thinking about herself and she's not very perceptive when it comes to other people and exactly what they're thinking or feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, she hits the nail right on the head here. Mm, you know, and her for Sally. Yeah. She says, you know, David hasn't kissed me. I hope that it's not because 
of his ex-girlfriend and him not wanting to get anything, I had put a question mark next to this and put like confidence. Like I was wondering if he didn't have a lot of confidence. Oh. And I was which wrong. Would have, Felicity was right. Yeah, which would have uh, been validated for you in that little scene we got with the awkward goodbye at the door. And then you see after yeah. Felicity goes inside and he hasn't kissed her, you see him kind of looking back. And I think that could have been perceived as a moment of of like lack of confidence. I think he sees that he's missing opportunities. And we get that pretty clearly on his face there. Yeah, but I... I misinterpreted it. Like I thought it was confidence in himself to kind of in a null way, you know, the self-esteem, mm. the am I worthy, all that. Yeah. But it's not. It's confidence in himself to trust someone, to be able to have a real relationship, and a, a bit of confidence in Felicity about whether she is someone who is trustworthy, mm-hmm. even though he never says that, yeah. um, which I really like about him. I and mean, he takes full accountability of his own feelings. Yeah. But we also get one other important thing in that tape to Sally, where she's talking about how much time they're spending together. And that's happened off screen, but I think it's meant to say, you know, this has a lot more has happened since we met in that previous episode, you know, we've been spending more time together. We, this relationship could have progressed and it hasn't. And so, you know, she's certainly waiting for him to make the first move. And she, I guess, feels that she should wait for him to make the first move because she's wondering why, you know, if she's putting on that, that he might be too hurt from his ex, it's like, she's trying to, to ride it out and be patient until he is ready. But she's also not having the conversation with him yet because she, you know, I guess she doesn't feel, she doesn't feel sure about where they are right now. And so it's that awkward space in between. Yeah. I mean, they both came together in an awkward way anyway, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but off of the, you know, off of getting out of relationships. So, you know, she's she seems ready you know she i i still don't understand why there hasn't been anything any real moment with ben um like there has been with noel and julie some sort of reconciling and changing the relationship i mean they just sort of i don't know are ignoring everything um no, they're just waiting for a payoff for that. Okay. This Maggie stuff is pretty important. Yeah, that's another fun part. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think it'll be really interesting to unpack that with you because I think probably in previous swatches, I didn't think about that to the degree that I have some of the other relationships in the show. <clears throat> but I think looking at it now I think that this is a really important part of Ben's own development this pursuit of this woman who's totally unattainable (laughs) but yet (laughs) like I don't know 
she's she wants this and she can't have it and so she wants it more and it's kind of like just toying with ben um from her perspective but ben's pretty invested i mean ben's ben right he's optimistic he he is in full pursuit mode so he's kind of intense Mm -hmm. he's also he doesn't understand what's going on Mm -hmm. and he's just he's he's like a dog with a bone you know he he's just not going to give it up um so (laughs) it's a little um I don't know. I get a little uncomfortable with how much he pursues her when she is so clear that she does not want to be pursued. It's like, what do I need to say to you to get you to realize this is not going to happen? Yeah, um, but I think at the same time, every time he comes to her, she like quite literally receives him with open arms. Um, it doesn't take very long for her to shed that, like that when I said it was the last time, maybe this is the last time. Um, she's yeah. giving him somewhat mixed signals. I mean, I, I think, yeah, she's being pretty clear with her words, but then if you keep coming back and the person keeps being like, yeah, let's do it again. <laughs> like I, I, you know, I don't know, you uh-huh. know, maybe he thinks that, she feels like she has to say that it can't work between them, but he doesn't understand the context. He doesn't know the context. And um, I don't know. It's, it's definitely a puppy dog sort of uncomfortable, like, Oh man, this guy's just waiting for this woman. Um, But I also think this kind of goes back to a comment I probably made many, many, many episodes ago. I don't know which one, but I feel like Ben is actually a serious relationship guy, not so much like a random hookup guy. You might think he would have, you know, like we know from seeing all the way through this point in the show, women probably throw themselves at him. You know, like even that that random person who gave him an invitation to a party and didn't give no one, um, you know, he seems to attract people and he probably attracts women and yet what they mostly have shown us in this show is him getting invested in these deeper relationships. And he's kind of getting hooked in with Maggie. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see him if he wanted to being a player without putting in much effort. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess the thing for me is, I'm now comparing him and Noel. And I don't know, since the end of last season, Noel is coming off much better because Noel is so good with consent. Mm-hmm. And Ben is so not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I just feel like uh, at least in today's standards right his pursuit does make me feel uncomfortable because he's not listening to her say no and it's a bit of you know actions speak louder than words Mm -hmm. but they shouldn't have to like Mm -hmm. if she says no just stop yeah 
you know, let's get into the details of this one, because even though we, I know we want to go chronological, but this Ben and Maggie stuff is really its own thing. You know, it doesn't really like weave in with any of the other storylines. Um, so if I look back at my own notes, I think the first scene we get with those two is at Maggie's business. She's making pastries. She's showing her employee how to pipe. Um, and she's she gets a call from, I guess, a client. And she has to speak Japanese. And she, you just see, like, Maggie has many, many skill sets here. <laughs> Like she is a, she's a woman with, uh, I don't know, she's, she's mature um, in some ways. And she's, uh, that's what Ben interrupts her in the middle of. She's on the phone speaking in Japanese and Ben's just like, oh my God, this woman. Yeah. He's like, I can't speak Japanese. (laughs) This is, uh, this is not going to happen, but I'm here. Like walk me and she just turns around and it is very clear she is not happy that he is there she is um the way she talks to him her expression her tone she is not happy Mm -hmm. and she's also not honest you know she says the reason i'm not happy is because i have to be professional Mm -hmm. and we all know that's not the reason yeah yeah well first she has to make uh her employee suzanne go away she's like um suzanne hey uh can you call mrs winters about the thing you're just like all right that was not a necessary (laughs) task but suzanne and you know you figure suzanne's giving us the side eye she's like oh yeah mrs winters that mrs winters from three (laughs) years ago um yeah so that but that does allow maggie and ben to have more of a conversation and you're right she's like this is wrong this is wrong but she doesn't give him the reasons why it's actually wrong and i think ben probably thinks she thinks it's wrong because of the age difference well she brings it up Mm -hmm. she's like i'm kissing a college boy you know i have work and you have midterm i mean she makes that the issue Mm -hmm. and it's not yeah it's not the issue not the issue and and but it's giving ben a reason to be like it's fine the age difference is fine it's only a problem if you make it a problem and he is combating the wrong the wrong reason (laughs) you know like it's and he doesn't know that because she hasn't told him but then she goes in very assertively for a big time kiss, you know, <laughs> I can't have you. And she's, but you know, she, she goes from one to the other so fast. Um, like, I, yeah. She goes in, she kisses him. And then she's like, I can't have you here yeah. now. Yeah. And like, those are two, two big, like alternatives, like mm-hmm. somewhere else or here some other time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. And I get it, like Ben, he, he, I don't know, but we have, I haven't seen the side of him, right? Where he's, he is all about the chase or he, you know, is kind of getting off on the fact that she's going hot and cold on him, that mm-hmm. he's like getting her to give in to him. And he, I, I have seen the super logical side of him, right? Where he sits down, he's like, 
give me all the reasons mm-hmm. and I will tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> In a way, I suppose he tried to do that with Maggie with the like age difference. He is kind of, now that you mention it, yeah, like I think it's, it is matching that approach that he had with Felicity where he was like, give me your reasons. She gave him three and he walks her through it. And with this, Maggie's only given him one and he's tried to refute it or, you know, make disarm it. And it's not the actual reason. Right. And that's the thing is like, I, I'm going to be interested to see where it goes from here when she finally has revealed the reason. And I just get the sense that that she's going to be in more episodes. Um, yeah, it's not done yet with them. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know whether she comes back to him or he comes back to her and it's like, well you wouldn't be with me if you were in love with your husband or something like that. Like, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know whether again, it's him just on the chase or whether it's her just being really unhappy. I mean, it'd be hard to believe she's having a midlife crisis and she looks, I don't know, like she's in her twenties, but um, she's probably like, what? 32? Mid thirties. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess they don't really tell us that. And, you know, you shouldn't just assume because you're guessing an age of an actor, but, um, you know, she's, she's seen a bit of the world and she definitely seems to be established and settled in some ways in her life. And I'm wondering if she has kids. I mean, that's the real question for me. It's like, all right, well, there's a, a husband in the picture. Are there kids in the picture? Hmm. Well, they're definitely going to answer a lot of these questions for you as they move forward. But, you know, they never really they never really get into why Ben is doing this. And I think that's something that you and I have to speculate on and unpack. Um, We'll see how this plot evolves, but we're not really ever going to know why Ben is so invested in this relationship. And I, you know, I think, um, I mean, I still very much think that this is a rebound person for him, but I, I don't think he's thinking about it in that way. I think we can think about it in that way on his behalf, but I don't know. I don't know where, where he thinks this is going. I mean, I'm thinking about how it, how it started until now. So he sees her out the window. He's attracted to her. Mm-hmm. She comes in. She's a bitch. He's not attracted to her. Mm-hmm. But then he tells her off. She sits down. She's attracted to him. And then it kind of kicks off. Yeah. And so it's like at first it's just sort of this back and forth. And she's picking her up and she's interested. And now they've clearly been, you know, I don't want to say seeing each other. I mean, they've, they've had sex once, it seems like. And well, in this possible. episode, it'll be at least, at least twice. Well, yeah, maybe it's an issue. Maybe it's just because she said, I wanted to be with you one more time mm-hmm. that I was thinking it had only been once, but that's true. It could have been as many times as 
whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've, they've been seeing each other. He went to an actual party of hers. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely shown up at the catering place at least once because she invited him. Um, they had sex that one time in the last episode. And then she was like, it's over. And it feels like this is the next day that he's shown okay. up. Like this is the next time that they've seen each other. And she's like, why are you here? I told you this was over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think here, the way that you put it, that she's running hot and cold with him is a really good way to put it because, and it, it is tough from a consent standpoint there because she's saying she's verbally saying no. And then she's like making the next move, you know, it's, it's uh, like in this context, he goes back to her office, which is her place of work. And that is a bold choice. And she could have said, I don't have time right now, Ben, you got to go. But she makes her employee go away. She has this conversation and then she kisses him. And then she says, you know, I can't have you here now. And it's like, hmm. So you want me sometime, you know, it's, it's, I think from Ben's standpoint, yeah, it is hot and cold. And I don't know what he's supposed to do with that, but he's getting some really clear indications that she's into this. And I think he's trying to figure out like, what's the problem. And he doesn't know it yet, but he thinks he knows it. And, you know, as we keep moving through this episode, that will become more clear um, I'm trying to look for the next scene that we see them. And it looks like it's quite a while before we see them together again. It is. Um, it's all the way back when we get a couple of scenes near each other where. Um, is it know, the one where they're back at, at her business again and she wants to give them a proper goodbye? Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm coming up with too. So they, it's another scene back at her workplace and I'm guessing they set this time um, at, at some point. They set a time to meet again at her workplace because uh, it looks like she was ready for him this time. <laughs> and she's like, I wanted to give you a proper goodbye. And he's like, oh, okay. So this is generous. She's like, nope, totally selfish. I want to be with you one last time. Yeah, and she starts it off by, you know, saying... Yeah, I'm going to do this, even though I know how it'll end. And of course, I mean, it seems like Ben is the eternal optimist here. He's like, but it might not have to end. And she's like, no, it's, it's going to end. This is, you know, I wanted to be with you one more time. Mm-hmm. He's like, but it, it could be different. Um, and I love the moment where just there's there's this look on his face when she clears that butcher block yeah he's like oh where he's like should we go somewhere she starts kissing him they're really into it and he's like should we go somewhere she's like nope here he was like uh here where yeah he's like where how exactly and she just like wipes everything off the butcher block and throws herself across it and ben's face in that moment it's not, I mean, the only way I can describe it is like, he's kind of like, all right, time to get to work. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> oh, damn. 
and he clears his throat a little and he's like, okay. Uh, yeah, but it's not like a, the, at least the, the face that I'm talking about, like he's not surprised necessarily. Like in that moment, what, what came across to me was, all right, this is going to be some work. Let's get down to it, boys. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> okay, he's psyching himself up. This woman's ready to go and he needs to be close behind. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and you know, it's a good thing she cleared the table because how are you going to do that in somebody else's business? You know, <laughs> like, that's fair. I mean, uh, I guess she needed to take that initiative. She was also closer. But holy moly, Maggie, yeah. this is, you're really into it here. Um, but then shortly after this scene, we'll get a scene where she's like, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> he's we're, like, we're done. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're done. We're done again. He's um, like, this can't Ben's, be it. Ben's like, I know you like me. Like you like me. I can tell. And she just, I, I love her in these moments where she looks at him and she, she just says, I like sleeping with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she is just, she's not being honest about the total, like, reason, but she's being very honest about where she stands between the two of them. Mm-hmm. She's like, look, I am not in love with you. This is not going to be a long-term thing. Like, yes, I'm attracted to you. Yes, I like sleeping with you. I don't want anyone to know. It's going to be a secret. Uh, and we're done. Like, she's just, I see her being, like, turning it off and just being total ice queen, mm-hmm. which she really needs to do. And him potentially seeing that as a challenge. Which yeah, seems like it's he's in a problem. so far over his head here um, yeah. because she is able to turn it off in between. But she then she turns it all the way on when it's back on. So for him, like he's not wired to bounce back and forth like that, I guess. And, you know, he well, can't he turn doesn't it off. See it, he doesn't see it as maybe her being serious. Um, but again, this is what comes down to consent with me. Like, you know, she said, no, that's all you need. Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason, a very good reason she has, right? Yeah. So. I, I fully blame her for, you know, sitting down originally in Dean and DeLuca and flirting with him, for going out with him, for sleeping with him, for going hot and cold, like to- that stuff, totally her fault. But he does have a little bit of blame here in that when you hear no, you walk away. And yeah, I can agree with that. But then I also think he does not seem to be the sexual initiator here. Uh, in the scenes that we've seen so far, she started it. So it's also like, okay, uh, consent. Well, I think that goes as far as he shouldn't keep showing up. But then she's the one who's initiating all of their, like, all of the sexual interaction that they're having, I think, at least to this point. Yeah. So it's a weird blurry line for the consent piece here because he's not like the stuff she, he seems to be getting the consent for sex, but 
not necessarily getting the consent for seeing her. Right. And that's two really weird things to combine. Yeah. His brain doesn't seem to know how to process it. Maggie's brain does. I think his brain is, it's pretty much like one track, right? It's like, she keeps saying we're done. It's over. Like this is not, this is not happening. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it's really important that she says here, it has to be a secret, Mm -hmm. right? Because his response every time is let me address the problem I can see. Mm -hmm. And so the next time we see them, he's going to address that problem by saying, let's go away to Vermont. Yeah. So he, uh, the next time we see them is a scene where he's back at Maggie's business again. Um, showing up. They're, they, he doesn't see anybody in the room with her. Um, and then he's like, all right, let's, like you said, he said, let's go to Vermont. So I guess this is the, all right, if it has to be secret, why not do this? Um, yeah. and then <laughs> Suzanne reappears. The employee who always needs to go away. And she's like, hey, Maggie, your husband is on line one. <gasps> dum, dum, dum. I did not see that coming. You didn't? I No, I thought maybe she had like a kid from a previous relationship and she wanted to protect the kid. Okay. I did not see the married thing coming. Interesting. I was wondering. I was trying not to give it away. Uh, and it sounds like they did a pretty good job walking that line. Yeah. I mean, I knew there was something, but I, but I really didn't think it was that. I I was a kid. Yeah. Ben is caught a bit off guard. Yeah. And I, I like the way they bookend this scene because Mm -hmm. you've got, so we had the last scene where. He's like, okay, what do I do now? And then he has this great uh, shot where he's next to, I think it's a coffee cart, but it it might as well be like a a hot dog stand. And he's just standing there in the rain in his leather jacket. And I feel like he's trying to figure out in that moment, like, what do I do? Where do I go from here? Yeah. And then he gets there and he's all excited because he's like, I've got it solved. Mm-hmm. And then you see him walking away in the rain. And all I can say about, like, I love the bookend and Ben walking in a leather jacket in the rain is really hot. I'm sorry. It just yeah. It was good. They give Ben some good walking in the rain moments. Um, and here I I just put Ben lonely walk in rain. Um, (laughs) he's just like thinking. He's thinking, and he's alone. And he and everybody else seems to have an umbrella, but this guy's just getting poured on. (laughs) He doesn't want an umbrella. Yeah, he's not in the umbrella mood he wants to be completely soaked that's part of the thinking process yeah yeah and i guess you know we've seen him this is 
this is what Ben does. Like he'll go to be alone to work something out in his brain. You know, we saw it in that really interesting scene from season one where he doesn't make the track team and he's just sitting on that stoop. Um, He has these moments where, you know, you can see that he's trying to process something and this seems to be how he does it. So. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's uh, hot strutting in the rain and sometimes it's, you know, Hot, slowly, sitting on a stoop, slowly, sadly, eating a head off a man's band boxer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a whole variety of the things he can do while lonely. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, and that's really the whole Maggie and Ben's story that they tell us in this episode. But it's really interesting to hear that you didn't see the husband bit coming. I did not. Well, I really thought it was it was going to be maybe a kid around like four or five years old and it was going to be a boy and he was going to be blonde and like I had this whole story in my head. Yeah, um, that's cool that the, it was such an effective reveal for you and it certainly puts everything in a new context for us and for Ben. And yeah. um, it certainly puts Maggie more at fault here in terms of the choices she's made because it's not about their age difference. You know, it's like, she's been doing this the the whole time. We're going to get more and more context for Maggie, but they don't want to give that to us in this episode. It's the only thing we know is her husband is online one. And it's a really, it's like, sit with your judgment audience. Um, (laughs) You know, maybe you'll get more information later, but just sit with this now. For a week or so. <laughs> me too. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. is going to be what happens with me. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see where it goes from here. But, you know, let's get back to some of these other weaving storylines. Because I think most of the other things that happened in this episode are really linked together. Um, you know, Felicity and David are certainly in a very different place. They they've been spending time, but not having any sort of sexual relationship. And Felicity is like, what's happening here? So we talked about the beginning of where we saw them, but then we're going to see this scene between Elena and Julie and Felicity in Elena and Noel's apartment where she's saying, I'm confused about new guy. They're all calling him new guy. Which I think is cute. Uh, Elena. Elena wants to call him new guy. Yeah. And she has, she's instigated this. Yeah. I think that's cute. I think that's how you talk (laughs) with each other. I think somebody would do this, you know, like in a friend group, they'd be like, tell me about new guy. She's like, I have no idea what's going on with new guy. Um, (laughs) And she can't quite get into it yet though, because Ruby and Noel come in and interrupt them. Yeah, they do. They've got, um, and Ruby has some, some big news and Noel, you know, the opposite of Ben is being completely skeptical and just, he's worried for her safety, honestly, because this schlubby looking guy with a briefcase, a roughed up briefcase has come by and said to Ruby, Hey, want to be in a movie and Noel is having none of this he's just like look no 
do not take your clothes off, do not call this guy back. Like, without saying it, he's basically saying this guy wants you to be in his own personal porn. Don't do it, and he may kill you. Um, so that's the difference between Nolan and Ruby. <laughs> but it's, we'll find out later, it's a good thing that Ruby uh, has some some of this you know faith in humanity yeah and ruby is uh yeah she's 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 thinking like you said she's kind of optimistic about it noel thinks the guy is shifty uh they start passing around a business card from the guy and all the women in the room are like this looks legit this is fine and Noel's like it's shifty <laughs> yeah yeah and um and ruby wants to get in on the conversation she's mm-hmm. saying hey like Tell me about new guy and Noel walks back over and is like talking about that movie guy. And, and then he gets a weird sort of response from the girls. And he's like, oh, this, this, this is girl talk and I'm, I'm not invited, am I? And, and I love, love Felicity. I just, I don't know. They're, they're really making Felicity and Noel a lot more funny, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, she mocks him with his magic eight ball mm-hmm. uh, decision-making tactics. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember exactly what it says. I don't know if you have it written down, but. Um, she just she says, said, the answer to your question is definitely. Yeah. So, so he has been disinvited from a conversation in his own apartment. He's not loving it. No. And he wants to point out, I mean, I live here and pay rent and uh, they don't care. Yeah. Because I want to get into girl talk, which is, you know, once Noel leaves, they then do get into it. And they pretty much just reiterate the point. David won't make a move. New guy won't make a move. Nope. That's pretty much it. That's where they leave it. It's surprising, though, that Felicity doesn't bring up why she thinks it is, like the whole ex and trust and like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's she just doesn't bring any of it up. She's well, just they keep so the confused. scene so short. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's too. It's his. It's his story. I don't know. Um, at the end of the day, she you know maybe that's her suspicion but maybe she's also wondering if it's something about her you know it's like the advice you're going to get from elena is what to do about it you know yeah so you would think you want to give her all the information yeah yeah Uh, yeah but but we kind of move forward from this and that conversation becomes moot pretty quickly because you know felicity is going to go back to her apartment with david or not her apartment, her dorm room with David and Megan is not feeling well. Megan has mono. She is in bed. She's sick as a dog. And so David and Felicity are like, ooh, this isn't good. Um, But then Noel comes in too. He just blasts into the room. Ruby called the killer. She called the killer. And now they're sending sides or something like that. We're like, oh my God, this guy. Yeah, it took me a second. Um, he actually did have to say the movie guy. Because mm-hmm. I was like, the killer, what? Yeah, uh, I heard yeah. that took a second for you. Because he thought of the guy as a killer from the first time he was telling us about him. 
but then he does clarify it was the movie guy yeah check check me in. and i was like ah oh, okay got it yeah but i just want to say bravo to whoever did the makeup for all the people who had mono mm-hmm. because i mean mm. <laughs> they really look sick i mean yeah they don't look good no some not at sweat. all there's some paleness there's a lot happening uh, here it's rough and uh and david is gonna be a good guy you know he's like look just come stay at my place to which you know? noel gives the most overt <laughs> side eye <laughs> yeah he's thinking to himself and we can see it he's thinking who is this guy right that is exactly because noel it seems like has not quite been clued in nope. um and he definitely, I don't know if it was a protective thing or what was going on, but there there was some serious side-eye involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and they made yeah. it a point to linger on that shot. But, they you know, did. it seems like Felicity has a plan on how to stay healthy here. She's going to stay with David until we get to the next scene. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's okay because Javier... He doesn't really approve Mm-mm. of her staying with David because it seems like a scheme to get her into bed. It's like, I kind of want that out of here. He's like, but, you know, he's inviting Felicity to stay with him at Samuel so she doesn't have to resort to the David option, not knowing. Exactly. She wants to resort to the David option. But she then tells him very clearly, mm-hmm. I, I like David. Like, I... I want to go over there. And and then somebody calls. Yeah. And who is it? It's the man I don't trust, says Javier. <laughs> you mean David? Says, David? No. no, David. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many great Javier moments in this episode. They really brought him were. back with a bang. It's been a while since we've seen him. Uh, oh, I'm so... I mean, his... Oh, his manner is... Like, everything about him is really funny. He he so he also is super hot and cold on david it's like he wants like he's not sure about david and at the same time he wants all the dirt yes and, and so she's talking to david on the phone and he says let me guess let me guess let me guess let me guess and she's like Shh. what's he saying what's he saying <laughs> and he so he writes it down on a piece of paper and and she's just like, what, what? And he looks at it and he like does this giggle that I love. And he's like, it's in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was so excited that he wrote in his mother tongue and that wasn't yes. something that really translated for Felicity in that situation. Meanwhile, yeah. she's distracted by the conversation she's actually having from David, uh, who's telling her, you know what? Remember when I told you, you could just stay with me uh let's scratch that because my apartment is getting fumigated yeah Hmm. and this is i i don't understand felicity's journey with trying to find somewhere to sleep Mm -hmm. um because she has she already has an option in front of her like go stay with javier and samuel Mm -hmm. like just do it but if she did that, none of the rest of this would happen. Um, 
So what's going to have to happen instead is she's going to sleep on the couch in the dorm lobby. Yeah, right in, in the, the middle of area. Yeah. Which I'm just like, you're going to catch something if you sleep on that couch. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be mono, but you're, I mean, you're definitely catching something. Mm-hmm. So at the very least, you'll catch oh. a glimpse at the end of Ruby and Noel's <sighs> date. Yeah. Wow. That's unfortunate. Yeah, the, well, she's it's just unfortunate for her. I very much enjoyed. <laughs> I mean, so Noel and Ruby start kissing, and we like Ruby because she's like enthusiastic, and I, I kind of think of her as sort of like like a cartoon deer. Okay. Yeah. Um, Bambi. She's like, you know, flitting around, and okay. she's really happy, and um, yeah. Yeah, and and so she's like, she's just into this kiss, like it doesn't matter. And I wrote down, stop looking at them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said it. Be, yeah. She, she tries to hide herself. And the longer the kissing goes on, the more she starts watching them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're making out and there she is watching them. And it's just awkward. It's like at some point, somebody's going to notice that she's here. No, no, no. She's been staring at them this whole time. And which is the person who finds out first? Ruby. Of course. She's like, oh, "Oh, damn. Felicity. You you all right? Do you need anything? (laughs) Can we get you anything? This looks really uncomfortable. She's like, no, no, it's fine. It's just, you know, how can I make this awkward situation stop? Yeah. I just really would like the two of them to leave. Yeah. But they yeah. don't. Well, Ruby does. Noel, yeah. Noel says, all right, see you tomorrow. And Ruby's like, okay, you know, got to go. See ya. Mm-hmm. Just stay here with, uh, with a good friend, just your friend, so that you can talk in the middle of the night while she's laying down in her night clothes, just your friend. Well, Noel, yeah. Then Noel does actually walk back to the elevator. He does. But then, you know, in a great comedic moment, he comes straight back out of the elevator. Yeah, I mean, there was no way he was leaving. Yeah. Uh, We know, I'm sorry, we know no. He he doesn't leave. He has to talk. Well, and he has some business to take care of here. Because he he needs to know if Ruby knows about them, about Noel and Felicity having had a relationship in the past. Yeah, and this scene surprised me again. I had a couple of surprises. Um... I assumed he was coming back to like fix everything for Felicity. You know, this would be his, all right, you know, come over, stay at our place. You really can't stay here, but no, he, he seems happy and he just really has a question, Mm -hmm. which is, does Ruby know about us? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And she doesn't. She doesn't, Felicity gives an indication that Ruby has been talking with her, but that she hasn't said anything. Um, And at the end of the day, Noel's like, you know what? Thanks for not saying anything. Please don't. I should be the one to tell Ruby. The Mm -hmm. ex conversation hasn't come up yet. Um, You know, but Felicity's like, why haven't you told her? And, you know, the fact that the ex-conversation hasn't come up yet certainly is one thing, but you know, 
I don't think that would have prohibited him from explaining that the RA, who is the reason we've met, or one of the reasons, yeah, I had a relationship with her. I think you can have that without talking about all the exes. Um, but he hasn't had that conversation. But and Felicity is wondering why. Yeah, it's also on Felicity because she's she has had more than one awkward conversation with Ruby where mm-hmm. it would have been very natural for her to say, we dated. Yeah. Yeah. I and agree. I think she has every right to, given that she's the RA. And like and the ex. I mean it's so just, why do you think they haven't told why do you think that individually neither of them told Ruby? I mean, I it's a it is a really unfortunate phrase that Noel uses later. Um, but he says they haven't gotten to like the seminal moment. Um, he wants to have sex with her and he doesn't want her to be mad and like break up with him before they have sex. Mm-hmm. And and Felicity, I think, is like I you know, I'm just starting to be on better terms with Noel. Like, I don't want to interfere yeah. in this. Okay. I mean, that's my thought. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, all that makes sense to me. Um, as reasons why they wouldn't have said anything. I mean, they've made these decisions independently of each other until this moment, right? Because this is mm-hmm. the first time that they're comparing notes about it. But, you know, when we leave this scene, it's really... Uh, just the confirmation that Noel has asked Felicity not to say anything so that he can talk to Ruby. So we know that now they have had the conversation and this is on him. This is now his job. And he invites her to stay at his apartment, Noel and Elena's apartment, because why would you be sleeping on this couch? And she declines. Yeah, again, another perfectly good option of where to sleep that is not some disease-ridden couch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why? But, Why would she say no to this? Yeah, but she does, which means she's going to have to go to bed listening to their her neighbors upstairs next door. I don't know where, but somebody's having sex that she can hear. All around her. Yeah, everywhere. It's in surround sound for her. <laughs> mm-hmm. And for us. Who needs 4-HD? Exactly. So we know somebody's, a lot of people are getting action. Mm-hmm. in this episode including those people that we'll never see yep yep yeah. but unfortunately it takes its toll on her so the next day elena and felicity are dean and deluca and felicity looks awful and elena is make sure to tell her yeah i love both elena and javier here because mm-hmm. elena says just they both tell her that she looks tired but they have to insult her mm-hmm. while doing it Mm-hmm. So Elena says, you look like you have been hit in the face mm-hmm. twice. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Cause like, she doesn't really have black eye. Like, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, maybe the makeup was supposed to come out as like having darker rings under her eyes. Mm-hmm. But my favorite is Javier. Yes. Right. Who says, you look like the bottom of the cappuccino maker when we have to clean it at night. Disgusting. Yep. yep. <laughs> it really evokes emotion that part- it was descriptive. 
it gives you an essence, you know, what that means. You don't know, but you kind of do anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's grimy, sticky, gross, disgusting. She looks disgusting. Now, of course, we look at her and go, seriously? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Still beautiful. She's gorgeous. Yeah. So part of what's happening in this conversation, though, is they start talking about David and... You know, Felicity has relayed that his apartment is being fumigated and that's why she couldn't stay at his place. And Elena thinks it's nonsense. She thinks it's BS. Bull shenanigans, as Javier says. Boy shenanigans. Boy shenanigans. Yes. Oh, even more fun. Yeah. So they were all kind of wondering in this situation, was that real or was that a story? And then David shows up. Yep. He shows up and um, Javier's not having it. He he does not want to give this man warmth. He has gone from his earlier giddy, let me guess what is being said, to just like icing him out. He yeah. is mad Hello, at you. David. And, uh, and so I have a list that I put together. Okay. Um, of the kind of three most, I would say, like, for different reasons, like cringiest moments or lines. Okay. And this is number three. Oh. So it's Javier standing there giving David ice dagger stares, saying, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me. I have to um, dust the scones. Mm-hmm. And then he walks away. Yeah. And David's just like, hmm, what, what is happening here? Wasn't subtle. They, you know, both no. Elena and Javier no. make a reason to escape from the table and leave Felicity alone with David. But Javier's doesn't make any sense. So that, unfortunately, is a tell. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. And they go away, but they don't stay out of earshot. <laughs> no, they don't. And Felicity and David are going to start to have a conversation. And then Felicity is going to be distracted by the fact that they're trying to hear everything the two of them are saying. And then Javier is jumping up and down uh, as it happens. Mm-hmm. David turns around to see what's distracting Felicity. And oop, there's Javier and Elena. Javier wasn't dusting scones after all. He was making funny, funny little motions with his hands, and they, uh, but you know what? David's gonna push through. He he really is ready to take her out. He wants to blow off class that he's teaching, mm-hmm. and take her out to dinner. And she's like, really? Because you know the whole fumigation story. Mm, I, and I like the fact that she comes right out and says, is your apartment really being fumigated? Because yeah. she's suspicious about this. And he's like, oh, okay, let's, <laughs> let's confirm this. Like, let's know I'm into this. Let's, let me, let me, sh- I'll show you. I'll, we'll swing by the apartment tonight and you can see. Um, where was he staying, by the way? Who knows? Well, so, you do see his place. 
but like, oh, you mean while it was being fumigated? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. maybe with his mom, Professor Sherman. Could be. Could be. Um, I do yeah. want to say, though, I'll give you my note from an optimist here. I mean, we are seeing a oh. Felicity in these last few episodes that has been more and more willing to have some backbone. Mm-hmm. It's not that we never saw that in season one. We did. But I think we're seeing a lot of it here post Ben breakup. And I like that she just comes right out and says, you know, is your apartment really being fumigated? And, and I was just thinking to myself, if you're wondering about something, if it's, if it's causing a rift in the relationship because it's swirling around in your head, maybe just ask, you know, like, I, I think there's something to be said for the fact that she just came right out with it so that he could debunk the myth that, that there was any need to be wondering about this. Um, she gave him a chance to, to show his true colors. And she also prevented herself from spiraling over something that was a complete non-issue. And I like that she did that. I like that she doesn't do that all the time. Um, I think that when you do it too much, then it's just paranoia. But I think they are at the start of their relationship. He hasn't been intimate with her um, in this, or at least he hasn't had been physical with her. And she's wondering what's going on here. And I think, you know, it can be really damaging in a relationship to just sit there wondering about this stuff because then it exists as a problem in your relationship without the person understanding that it's a problem in the relationship. So, you know, she came out with it and he was then able to say whatever he was going to say, which is more information for her. And, you know, if not for this, she might have spiraled. So I think, you know, if you're wondering, ask. Yeah, maybe also um, some advice for for Ben and or Maggie in terms of just uh, saying, saying things. You know, it's interesting because what they're presenting to, it's funny that you say that because what they're presenting to us is two basically polar opposite relationships, right? Mm-hmm. you know ben and maggie have everything that felicity and david do not but likewise too you know like felicity and david have actual conversations they have you know they have uh their relationship has a certain foundation to it um that ben and maggie don't have and you know they've definitely given us a lot of moments even in just a couple of episodes they've given us a lot of moments of honesty between the two Where it's like, okay, I know this happened, but here's why. Yeah, honesty and building trust, um, but actually being trustworthy as Mm -hmm. opposed to uh, Mags over here, who is uh, maybe not the most trustworthy Mm -hmm. person in the world. Yeah. Um, But it's, you know, it's in his, it's in his head. We know that he he doesn't 100% trust her, but he's trying. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that's a, a great point, especially for Felicity, because she is an overthinker. She, we know that. And she will spiral. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's something to be said for knowing yourself 
Mm-hmm. And being honest about that upfront in relationships, mm-hmm. I think the speech to Ben, where she says, you know, I am emotional, I have to be, you know, that type of information, when you get to know yourself, is really important. Because the other thing we get when we look at Maggie and Ben are two people that don't seem to be, you know, neurotic i would Mm -hmm. say you know they're they're not necessarily going to overthink things Mm -hmm. so (laughs) it's um you know maggie was getting everything she wanted out of the relationship right so there was no reason to say anything until ben kept showing up Mm -hmm. at which point okay maybe it was good that he found out then well And Maggie didn't say anything. I wonder if Ben ever would have known had Suzanne not come back in and actually disclosed the information for Maggie. Yeah, but if he he never knew, if she never had to tell him, Mm -hmm. that means she would have been fine with wherever the relationship is. Mm -hmm. Because that's kind of the ace of her sleeve right yeah if he, if he gets too close if he's you know talking to people that are at her work and know her husband she can always pull him aside and say like look dude i'm married mm-hmm. so from my perspective she's she is saying as much as she needs to to get what she wants mm-hmm. i'm not saying it's right <laughs> but it's it's what she's doing yeah um, but meanwhile you know david and felicity seem to be matching each other on a level uh, on a level of they're both thinking carefully about this relationship and we'll see that when we get further into this episode but david also is treading carefully here and you know trying to figure out what he wants and he's being honest about with himself about where he is in order to protect himself <laughs> and so you know these these two are similar in how they think and how they're approaching this relationship. And so the fact that Felicity has this conversation with him, well, he's going to do something similar later. And so they're, you know, they're both willing to go there in these conversations with each other. And it creates just a certain foundation of the relationship. I am still slightly wondering, was his building being fumigated? Because we don't actually get to see it. We don't, we don't, but yeah. we don't get to see it. Yeah. We're never going to know. Yeah. But oh, well. Felicity seems satisfied with whatever happened there. Um, and then we cut to a scene that's meant, I think, to be a little jarring where <laughs> Ruby and Noel are practicing a scene from her, the script so that, you know, for her audition and we cut immediately into it. Right. So Noel's in the middle of giving a really bad line read. And you're like, what yep. is happening here? And it's just close up on his face. So you can't see that he's holding the script or the sides. And, uh, and then Ruby is bantering back and forth with, you know, with her lines and then they kiss and, oh, it was a scene they were practicing that whole time. Yeah. I just, the second he started talking, I wrote down, clearly it's a script. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's, it's nice to have this moment. Because sometimes I think I take for granted how good these actors actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to see it done, you know, 
that they have to pretend to be bad actors. Yeah. I mean, it, it just reinforces not only how good Scott Foley is, but I mean, Ruby, Amy Smart. I mean, mm-hmm. she, even though she's playing this very surface level character, she's doing it really well. Yeah. Because look what it could look like. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It helps to have that direct comparison thrown into our faces right here in this scene. And, you know, I also think that this scene did some useful things in that we're hearing how much self-doubt Ruby has. Mm -hmm. Um, they've sort of switched positions here where Ruby's now feeling like, oh, I don't know if I can do this or should do this. And Noel's like, no, 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 I'm, he's going to be encouraging now. He's like, I know I wasn't encouraging the start of this, but you know, this could be a really good opportunity for you. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know, pay for school, like in just a little bit of time. And Noel's so cute here. He Mm -hmm. thinks she's going to grad school. Yeah. Oh. And he's buttering her up. He wants to, at the end of the day, all he really wants to know is who the lead is going to be in this movie, but she can't yeah. tell him. No, she signed an NDA. Can't mm-hmm. do it. Um, and that's, I, you know, this is Noel's MO, right? Who is she going to be kissing? Who's Charlie? Is he better than me? <sighs> yeah. Noel. It's Noel. How do you live like this? Yeah. Yeah. But he is, his urge to know who this lead is going to be is going to be unrequited. You know, maybe if she gets the role, she'll be able to tell him, but not in the audition process. Right. Now we go back to the dorm. Felicity is packing. She's trying to keep herself protected so she can get some of her things with Megan in the room without getting sick. Megan, Megan, Megan is, is so sweaty. Delirious. Yeah. She's so sweaty. She's yeah. not well. And Ruby blasts in because Megan needs all this happening in the room. Yep. She would like to know where to get a diaphragm. Now, yep. I don't think, I don't even know how many years ago. Like, so this is from the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Nobody uses a diaphragm anymore. Um, so really, I let's see, a diaphragm, <laughs> you know what, you've got Google. Um, you can figure out what a diaphragm is if you're not sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're, no, they're no longer necessary with mm-hmm. other things. And um, the pill made her bloated, yeah. which that is the only thing it does to you. Like, <laughs> but all right, you know what they, they do without going season one on us. We get diaphragms, we get the pill, we get um, the expiration date on condoms. Yeah. I mean, look, we, we get some some safe sex talk. Yeah, we do get a little bit of it. And I think it's also meant to be like, oh, man, how awkward is this? <laughs> <laughs> Ruby's asking her about birth, you know, birth control advice or contraception advice. And yeah, it's, uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's weird. And this is, this weird. scene is going to get more and more awkward. Like just when you think there's no way this can get more awkward, it it's going to get more awkward. You know, even at like Megan 
is like, come in, have some pie. She's in the room <laughs> delirious. Ruby and Felicity are, are proceeding further into the depths of, of uncomfortable, uh, co- uncomfortable conversation. After the asking about the diaphragm, she's like, not that you care what Nolan I do, right? And Felicity's like, Ugh. <laughs> And then she's putting it together. She's like, man, you and Noel seem real close. Why didn't you two ever date? Yeah, well, because Felicity says she's going over to Nolan Alanis for a few days to stay away from the mono. And which, I mean, on the one hand, this is what gets Ruby to, you know, mono gets Ruby to ask the question, Mm -hmm. why? Why did you and Nolan never get together? Mm -hmm. And also mono gets Felicity out of of answering the question. Mm-hmm. because Megan just has a giant old sneeze right in her face and says that it was an accident, but it wasn't. It really wasn't. Yeah. I don't believe. I mean, I would second. say a award for grossest, most useful interruption. <laughs> you know, it's like a mono sneeze, but also thanks for getting me out of that real weird situation. <laughs> I mean, the second she does that, you know, Felicity is going to get mono. Yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring us some some future joy. Yeah, sure. Later will. In the episode. Well, let's go to the double date situation. So, Felicity is now at Noel and Elena's place, and she's somehow gotten out of that sticky situation with Ruby. She's trying on shirts. She's going to have a date with David. She doesn't want to, she wants to be like maybe a three on the scale of looking good. She's trying on shirts to find the right one. And I'm sorry, but both of those shirts were way above a six. I agree. And the red one was above the first purple one. The purple one was super cute. I've never seen a shirt that like had those hooks in the front like mm-hmm. that sort of ornamental in a tank top mm-hmm. so and especially like straight flat across the top it was almost like a corset but yeah. not yeah yeah well, it was interesting um, it was interesting and it was beautiful yeah um, i agree i think both of these far outranked where she wanted to be on the on the scale of looking good yeah and then uh, like a handkerchief a red handkerchief shirt yeah is lower than that like no Incorrect, Elena. Yeah, but she's got her little sweater on it. Yeah, but first of all, no, don't put a sweater on that. Also, Mm -hmm. don't ever wear a sweater again. Mm. Um, And I feel like Elena knows a little bit like what what she's doing here. She's trying to get her to be a little more dressed up because when Noel comes in, he does make a comment about her looking good. And Elena's like, don't listen to him. Mm We're being dressed up. And yeah. so she goes back to change one more time into another purple shirt. And she looks very good in lavender. And this one is sort of a, I think it was a three-quarter sleeve, just scoop neck, regular shirt. Mm-hmm. But she, I don't know what's up with this season. Um, like, the nips are showing. I mean. Yeah, it's pretty much always. All, all yeah. the seasons. Yeah. Really? I, season one, I didn't notice it, I think, because of the bulk of the sweaters. It was a lot with Elena. Ah. Okay. Yeah. 
when you wear yeah. shirts like this on this show, that's what you get. That's pretty much what happens. Um, right. Well, it's still happening. She looks good in lavender. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we're feeling good. Feeling good about this. Yeah. So meanwhile, through this process of trying on clothes, Noel's going to ask a bit about, well, first of all, Noel's like, you haven't told Ruby. Or uh, Felicity says that about Noel. You haven't Mm -hmm. told Ruby. She's kind of pissed because they just had this whole really awkward interaction about birth control. Mm -hmm. And Noel tries to weasel his way out of that. And he asks about David, which is awkward. (laughs) And then, you know, he's like, you haven't even asked about Ruby. And Felicity is like, hello, I know all about you. (laughs) And then Elena, God bless Elena. I know. She's like, well, yeah. So Ruby told Felicity about wanting to get a diaphragm, which is not bad news for Noel. No, and he certainly doesn't look like it's bad news for him. No, he's very excited about the prospect here. And he, you know, I'm deeply apologetic for the awkwardness. No, he's not really. He's really not. No. Because no. um, now he got some really good information here. Yeah. And um, he got it, thankfully, before Ruby comes in. Mm-hmm. Because she's, she's just going to crash right in. She's going to, you know, act like she's she's taking Noel away to go do something. And... Again, Elena with the just on point comments. Where are you two non midterm studying people off to? Mm-hmm. Besides a low GPA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Quality line. So I think there was a mistake in the script here. Um, oh. Ruby Ru- Ruby swoops into the apart to the apartment, and Noel is getting ready. And Ruby says, I got the part in that movie. She says that to Felicity and Elena. Mm -hmm. Later, she's going to say to Noel, I used the energy from what happened at the double date. And I went in this morning and auditioned and I got the part. Interesting. So I don't know what happened here that nobody noticed this. Um, I don't understand exactly what the timeline is here. I think the mistake is having her show up in this room and say, I got the part in that movie because that yeah, doesn't I didn't even right write that down. I, uh, it's weird. I, I completely missed that. She said it the first time. Yeah. So she says it and it's not necessary because you know, you could say she just didn't have a chance to tell Noel about it because of how everything went. And if she had gotten the part already, she could have answered their question at the table Yeah. when they're all guessing who the lead is. I thought she said something like they moved up our auditions. Uh, I mean, it could be my brain on the fritz, but I, thought she, I wrote she got the part in the movie. Um, well. We're going to have to fact check this afterwards, but if it, I would rather it had been something like that because it does not make sense for her to say it here. Yeah. Cause I thought she said here something like, like they, uh, they, they moved up our auditions and they're now at 10 AM tomorrow morning. And then when she's talking to Noel about her energy, she's like, yeah, I took all the energy from that night and used it the next morning 
and then they're talking that night. Mm-hmm. But hmm. again, uh, oh, that memories. does not necessarily mean that's what happened. <laughs> memories are a funny thing. Well, yeah. I don't know. Might need to go back and check this out. But um, she shows up. David's gonna show up. The mm-hmm. four of them are all in this room together with Elena, who wishes they'd all leave. Yes. And they're all trying to figure out plans. This is an awkward moment where they're trying to figure out plans. They're all thinking of going far afield. Felicity and Noel would probably prefer that they all go to separate places, but Ruby and David are hungry. Epstein Bar is right downstairs. Let's just all go to Epstein Bar. Yeah. Felicity and Noel are like, oh no. And Elena's just like, just go. Everybody just go. That sounds like the easiest option. Go. Please, please. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then we get to the double date. Yep. Which so it shall be. So yeah. Fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, pretty much they're just talking about the movie at this point. Yeah. They're going to spend time guessing who the lead actor is going to be. And then Ruby and David go off to get drinks. And yeah. that'll allow Felicity and Noel to go deep into conversation. Uh, yeah. And they start to go into conversation. And then comes my award my second award for the cringiest the the second most cringiest line in the whole thing Mm -hmm. and this is one of those you know gag me with a fork moments um and we can talk about the rest of the conversation but this comes at the end where noel says i'm always wishing even in non-eyelash moments. Mm -hmm. I want to stab him in the face for saying that. All right. Fair enough. Well, and how does that come up? Well, there was an eyelash on her face and he pulls it off and says, you can take, you make a wish and blow it off a finger and they have this whole thing, which I've heard of that before. Um, And then she's like, you need to make a wish too. Or no, he's making a wish. She's making a wish because it's yeah. her eyelash. And she's making a wish because it's her eyelash. And then she's like, what would you wish for? And she's like, can't tell you. Like, ah, you're not really wishing. He's like, yep, I say I am. Always. And then he says this line and I jump into the screen and stab him in the face. Okay. The end. Seems fair. Alrighty. Well, but. And I, I would say I love the shot of um david and ruby looking at noel and felicity yeah because in the context of that conversation noel and felicity who are on opposite sides of the table are leaning really like they're really leaning all the way in and you can see their posture and ruby picks up on it and it causes it gives her some pause and then david looks to see what she's looking at and what they see is these two um felicity and noel looking like they're having a really intimate conversation Mm -hmm. and they're not loving it but they don't nobody really addresses it there except soon after this ruby's gonna be making a phone call maybe to her roommate i don't remember i'm not sure who it is but i do know that person's name is melissa (laughs) um she's on the phone with somebody named melissa she's putting in her ice cream order she wants fish food which i love as an ice cream not a big fan of the band so 
you know, I always feel slightly traitorish trying okay. to eat it, but okay. it'd be kind of like if they had one named after the Grateful Dead. And also I would have a problem eating that. Um, who was Jerry Garcia? What was Jerry Garcia in? Grateful Dead. Okay, so they, so have, they have Cherry, cherry Garcia. Yes. And I don't like cherry. So see, yeah. that, that's okay with me. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I like fish food. Well, you should. I mean, I, I, you know, it makes sense with who I am yeah. and what I am. Makes um, sense to me. What, what would you eat? That's true. Yeah. Um, but I spell it with an F, not a PH. Well, I mean, sounds the same. <laughs> I had a friend in college who uh, she was, her name was Kate with a C and she would, she had this, she was very serious and earnest about this theory, but she was like, I can tell when people are saying Kate with a K. And I was like, how? She was like, Kate. And then Kate, hear the difference? And I was like, no, no, I cannot, nor can anybody else. And she was like, well, try it. And I was like, Kate. And she's like, see? And I was like, come on. Uh, <laughs> well, did you say it? One with a C and one with a K and have her guess? It, it was just the most, <laughs> I, like, I don't even remember where the conversation went from there. I just remember the theory being like, just wild and out there and totally implausible. And she was so committed to it that there was nothing I was going to say that was going to change her mind on this. Um, yeah. Uh, just... I fully believe that it doesn't sound different, mm-hmm. but I feel different when I'm saying Kate with a C. And when I'm saying Kate with a K, wow! Like when I say Kate Blanchett, like I I know that that's with a C, and it just it feels different. Listeners. Melissa's giving me a look. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, does anybody else share this theory? Am I the only one who didn't have this theory? I guess twenty years later. You, ca- you really bring the reality to the surface. Maybe this I'm, is a commonly felt thing, and I'm the only one who can't tell the difference between Kate and Kate. <laughs> I, I fully admit that it sounds the same. It's just like, you know, it feels like a different word. Oh, okay. And I'm saying it with a C. Hmm. Jury is still out on this one. <laughs> Gosh. And it definitely feels different with fish and fish because one of them is a band that I very much don't like. And the other one is me. Mm -hmm. I somehow regret starting this conversation. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Gosh. Wow. Well, (laughs) listeners jump in, weigh in on this. What, what's happening? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tell us what you think. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. Well, so then we, yeah. So Melissa gets some some fish food, uh, the ice cream, mm-hmm. and uh, Ruby we're cut and back Noel. To David and Oh no, you're right. You're right. You're right. No, no, no. Noel and and Ruby start having a hot kiss right there. And well, no, there is something that happens right before this. So we're going to see David and Felicity having a quick snippet of conversation before we get back to Ruby and Noel. 
she's complimenting him on the picture of a girl that she was really struck with. And David's like, yeah, she reminded me of you. There's a purity and an innocence. And Felicity's like, oh my gosh, uh, I'm blushing. Like that's wow. And I guess it's sort of setting the expectations of like David maybe wants her to have that purity and that innocence. Um, He thinks of her as whatever that means to him. You know, maybe that's a safe place for him given what he's coming off of in his past relationship. And he's looking for somebody with that innocence who isn't going to go out and get engaged to his best friend. Uh, (laughs) If that's your measure of innocence versus not innocence, that's big. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to have to go back and listen. I missed innocence. I heard purity and grace 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 you're right you're right yeah and because i think innocence in felicity's context and his Mm -hmm. uh would really mean something different yeah no you're right i'm sorry about that it was grace purity and grace um so you know it's a real compliment to felicity and that you know i think it's also sharing like a level of expectation from david or, or his impression of her yeah um, but then we're going to cut back to Ruby and Noel. Yeah, this is not a moment of purity and grace. No, it's um, not. <laughs> they're kissing. They're kissing by the phone. Yep, they are. And Ruby's like, no. And Noel's like, Felicity. She's like, come again? What? <laughs> Oops. Oops. And she, uh, in this moment, I have to say, she's like really aware. She just, in a way that we haven't seen her be aware at pretty much any other point in this show so far, <laughs> she's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what? What, what, what is happening here? You used to go out. How did it end? She broke up with you. He's not saying anything. She's just like, connecting dots wherever she sees a dot to connect and yeah yeah I mean she explains it later I I feel like and again this this really does go to how good an actress she is because I felt two emotions from her Mm -hmm. mad and embarrassed yeah she definitely seemed embarrassed she felt yeah yeah. she's it was both and there could have been so many other emotions like betrayal and distrust and low self-esteem, but that's not what came out. Like mm-hmm. she clearly got a note to be embarrassed mm-hmm. and to be embarrassed for a specific reason, which was basically I thought I was getting played. And so that series of questions all made sense in that context of mm-hmm okay, hold on, you said her name, like, clearly you had something, mm-hmm. like, and when she says how, you know, how did it end, he kind of fumbles around with the answer to that, mm-hmm. and, you know, you could just see it, her getting more and more embarrassed, thinking, oh, God, he, like, he's still in love with her. Yeah, that's how it reads, that he wasn't able to answer these questions clearly. Yeah. So now hers back, her back is up and she's going even further down this road. And she's like, 
I mean, I came to Felicity and I told her things. Mm-hmm. Like, I know. She's like, you know? I know. <laughs> just like, you know, I, she's like, I told oh. her about, I asked her for birth control advice. She's like, yeah, I know. You know? I know. Yeah. And then. It's the worst. And the then worst she's moment. like, well, then why didn't Felicity tell me? And he's like, because I asked her not to. She's like, you had discussions <laughs> about not telling me and you're saying it's over I was like wow she like you know (laughs) the writers didn't want to have to break this up over a whole episode worth of scenes where they just spoon feed Ruby information so they just made her the most insightful character possible for a minute (laughs) and she just unravels the whole story she's not wrong and Noel kind of doesn't add value to the conversation he doesn't agree or disagree but he's basically confirming everything that she's thinking in the process i mean this i probably feel the same way uh i mean i would be embarrassed i guess um but i feel like that was her overwhelming emotion she Mm -hmm. was embarrassed she's getting more and more embarrassed yeah. And I, I mean, he just said another girl's name while he's kissing me. Mm-hmm. Like, embarrassed is probably not the place I'm going. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling the mad, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I would probably feel, depending on what I felt about him, like, sad and betrayed and, like, I just would want to talk to him for a while. I'd be like, all right, just mm, we need some time and I'll call you when I'm ready. Yeah. And Fish, you and I might have slightly different personal feelings about this one line based on, you know, things you and I have said in the past on this podcast, but her line, like you had discussions about not telling me and that was her endpoint. That's when she walks out of the conversation. I also, that would have been, um, that would have bothered me a lot because you, you can't change their history. They had a relationship like that happened. There's no changing that, but it sounds like they were trying to hide it when she frames it in that way. Like she's interpreting that you had discussions about not telling me you were trying to hide this from me. Um, it, it's like, you should be having that conversation with me. I like that, that too would have bothered me very much. And that was her final thing before she just, she's like, I can't believe that she just like walks out. Well, she walks and she makes a beeline to Felicity Davis table to get her stuff. And then she walks out. Yeah. I think the three of us are all having different experiences with this because I feel like when she says it, uh, it's really like everything is just confirming more and more to her that she's getting played and mm-hmm. she's more and more embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And that's why she's leaving. Okay. I feel like what you're saying is you would have felt more and more betrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wouldn't care about that part. Uh, like if you're having conversations about timing or something like that, or like who's the right person to talk to me, fine. When you say her name while kissing me, mm-hmm. that's when I'm mad. That's active. That's, yeah. that's like, I get really hurt in that moment because we're having a moment and you are clearly thinking about another person. 
Mm -hmm. And let's be fair. All of this is cruddy. Yeah. Like we're, you know, we're thinking about like, what's the worst stuff here? All of it's actually bad. (laughs) Yeah. We're not excusing any part of this. Yeah. It's like, which, which part would have bothered us personally more? Um, But yeah, there's nothing redeemable about anything Noel's done in this scene. (laughs) And he can't even, she's so quick to connect these dots. He doesn't even really jump in with any sort of explanations about it. And I don't even think he really would know what to say if he tried. Because he just did this really terrible thing. You know, like, how do you explain that in a way that is real? Because at the end of the day, she's probably right. You know, he said our name for a reason. Whether or not he's unpacked that for himself, Ruby's immediate assumption is like, it's not over for you. It's like, well, maybe it's not. We don't really know from his perspective, but maybe he's not in a position to to look at that in an honest way. Absolutely. I mean, he's not far off of being really angry with her and hurt by her. You know, it's it hasn't been that long. So it's yeah, all I mean, probably it's a big stew. Yeah. So it's been the summer and about three months, so about six months. Mm-hmm. So, and he did have that one drunken night with Desperate Beth. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, this this was, you know, Ruby came in, whether we believe she was the catalyst for, or just at the same time, she came in when Nolan Felicity started being able to even be in the same room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Nolan... I don't I don't understand maybe Felicity's season one verbal diarrhea is like catching but Noel just comes up to her and it's like I said your name while kissing Ruby well Um, before that happens uh Ruby as she's gonna she wants to storm out of Epstein bar but first she has to get her stuff from the table that Felicity and David are sitting at And so she storms up to their table first, grabs her stuff and said, you know, I really wish you would have told me about you and Noel. And then storms out, leaving David sitting there wondering, what is that? (laughs) And also Felicity, uh, you know, for that matter, how did this just come up? And um, then David now, he's wondering, Noel goes out to chase after Ruby David wants to get to somewhat to the bottom of this. And, you know, she's like, well, I guess I should tell you as well. Mm -hmm. Noel and I used to date. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's so hard to to judge when something's over, when, you know, the breakup is so recent. She's like, he's not even the guy I was with. And David's like, oh my God, no, no, not this. (laughs) Remember that purity and grace bit, the purity piece that mattered. (laughs) Is like doing some sort of mental math about how many guys Felicity might have been with, not knowing a thing about their relationships. And he's like, I'm in trouble here. Yeah. Um, but again, this is where I like how he talks about it. Yeah. He says, look, I wasn't sure if I was ready to trust someone. Um, it's, it is me. Mm-hmm. And he does take accountability for it. Yeah. 
And, you know, um, maybe it will take more time, maybe not. Like, I, I don't see this as, I mean, this is such the opposite thing to do than what Ben has done to every woman we've seen so far, mm-hmm. right? He's not passive aggressive about it. He's not like just trying to push her away. He's he's just like, look, here's here's what it is. And you know, I'm out. Like mm-hmm. sorry. It's very much like, look, I have to protect myself and this is a red flag for me. And sorry. Yep. And he leaves. And now Noel comes back to the table. He didn't Ruby did not want to be caught up with. And so Noel sits back running away like the little cartoon deer Deer. that she is. Mm -hmm. Okay. She ran very quickly. Yeah. So Felicity just looks at Noel and was like, what just happened here? Yeah. WTF, man. And Noel Noel says what happened. (laughs) She comes out and says, I said your name while kissing Ruby. She's like, "Um, what? (laughs) not bad yeah Uh, and they really they leave a lot unsaid in this conversation they don't go to that level of this conversation but what they do say you know Noel's like can I say this to you you know as much as I care about you and I think about you I really wanted it to work with Ruby and Felicity says me too with David and they kind of leave it at that level. They are not willing at this table to be like, why did you say my name? Um, or, you know, Felicity's not willing to say like, oh, I've had pangs. Like that stuff is, you know, <laughs> like exists in the universe and they're not willing to share it with each other. But they keep it at the level of like, we wanted it to work with Ruby and David. Yeah. I mean, I kind of felt like at this point, they didn't really need to say that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both just trying to get over other stuff that's going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. And they understand that about each other. Yeah. Um, and the fact is, they were starting to have feelings for some other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they both get that. Yeah. But anyway, they're going to end up going back to Noel's place together because Felicity is going to sleep at Noel and Elena's again to avoid Megan's mono. Yeah. But that doesn't seem to matter, right? Because Felicity wakes up in the morning. She's sick. Yeah. And she's immediately kicked out of their apartment. I mean, we know this is not surprising for Elena, right? Mm-hmm. She's been very clear about her ability to get sick during test taking times mm-hmm. um but noel just jumps right on that bandwagon he's like i'm with her out Move yeah it. get out of this apartment now so felicity tiredly goes back to the dorm she says she sees megan in bed she says thanks for the mono and then carl pokes his head out from under the sheets yep gasp i love felicity's reaction She's just like, she's just like, yes, she like kind of steps back and puts her hand over her chest. She's like, I can't believe this. Uh, And she's like, what 
what is this? And Carl says, we did you does he say we both had mono, so we had sex? Yes. And Nugget's like, is that what that was? <laughs> Just very weakly. Yeah, my favorite thing is that Carl has a black eye in this. And mm-hmm. I just wonder, did we see him again? Like, was that from him falling over or was that from him having sex with Megan? It could be either. <laughs> it could be either. We, I don't think we need to know which one it is. I like both answers. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but either way, poor Carl here has both mono and a black eye, but on the up, up uh, swing on the, the upside, he's now had sex with Megan, which makes him kind of a rock star. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, is he dating the RA? He goes up a notch. Like, I don't know. Well, he, I don't know the if they're dating. I don't, I don't know that. <clears throat> I don't know that they would call that date. I, yeah, Megan they probably certainly would. would not call that date. I probably wouldn't, but I just want to call back to Megan's line from season one. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like Megan is not going to give Carl a notch. She's going to lower herself. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, it's just like a momentary blip while earn, she was ill. Yeah, earn that, earn that back. Uh, yeah, herself. I suppose the good news, though, is that Felicity has cleared out of the of Noel's apartment. Yeah, which means that Ruby can now have a conversation with him. Yeah, I starting here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with Ruby. Okay. I mean, she comes back. He has said the name of another woman while kissing her mm-hmm. um, and talked about it behind her back and all the things that mm-hmm. we just talked about. And she's like, <laughs> I like being with you. Don't explain it. Just don't do it again. Mm-hmm. Like she's being very forgiving. She's being very sweet. She's explaining what was going on with her. And almost, I feel like, not just forgiving but kind of coming back to him like tail between her legs yeah i wish she wouldn't have been the one to initiate this like she goes to his apartment yeah you're right tail between legs Mm -hmm. she's done nothing wrong it's so weird um that she comes to him and and obviously he's all over it Mm -hmm. i mean he's like well this is great like, let me tell you, Hannah and Felicity certainly wouldn't have done this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so I'm, I, I'm, she's a different person than me. So I don't want to judge because she seems very happy. Mm-hmm. And if, if she's okay with it, then she's okay with it. Um, and she likes him and she wants to go on having the relationship. All right, you know, you do you. Yeah, um, yeah, I feel the same way. She hasn't done anything wrong in this situation, and she does. It does look like it looks like she's asking him for forgiveness in this situation. Yeah, but she's just sort of like, I'm letting you off the hook. Don't go there ever again. You know, like like you said, don't explain it. Don't ever do it again. And so they're 
they're ready to make up on this momentary blip of the radar and they're going to have sex for the first time. Before they do that. Not only is she coming back to him, she's coming back to him offering him sex. Yeah. Um, It's like, but here I have to give points to Dole. Mm -hmm. Lots of consent. Ruby also consent. You know, Mm -hmm. he's checking in with her. She's checking in with him. They're both checking in on the expiration date of the condom. Mm -hmm. And right before they have sex, you know, I guess maybe part of the motivation for this for Ruby is that she tells Noel, I got the part, you know, um, you know, I went away with the energy from the fight from last night and went into the audition this morning and uh, got the part. And he's like, oh, wow. And she says, I'm leaving in two days for three weeks. And the gravity of that is just starting to hit him. And she's like, so we're going to have to make up for lost time. Yeah. Which means let's get it on. But, you know, that is something they're going to have to deal with, that they're just sort of pushing forward to a future moment. Um, she's going to go away for three weeks, which probably feels like a pretty long time. But it's also not the biggest thing, not the biggest deal that Noel's going to hear. His, his self Yeah. His self-esteem is about to take a blow. A really big hit. He's going to find out who the lead actor of this movie is going to be, who Ruby is going to be kissing. Turns out, who is it, Bish? It's Tom Cruise. Mm. I mean, wow, Ruby. Noel is going to have a lot to try to stack up to, and he's not feeling about very great about that. Yeah, so he, he clearly... I mean, I don't even know how he gets it up after that because, I mean, huge, huge blow. Mm-hmm. And Ruby's just like, yeah, 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 it's great, great, great. Uh, uh, let me look at this condom again. Oh, thank goodness, it's not expired. Let's go, Noel. Yeah. Um, so that's where we leave them. And then in another level of energy, uh, Felicity's <laughs> just like in bed at yeah, her she's dorm room. on death's door. Mm-hmm. She's like, I've got to go gotta go out yeah she's thinking she wants to go to david's megan is like too tired to insult you (laughs) but felicity gives it back she's like me too Mm -hmm. so like there there could have been an exchange there Mm -hmm. Uh, we're again we're still loving the felicity that has backbone yeah Yeah. um she puts on a mask and she has somewhere else across the city and she goes to see David. How prescient is this moment? Yeah. Where she goes up to David's door wearing what we all now know is an N95 mask. Mm -hmm. And at the time, like we knew it was a mask of some sort, but um, I'm just going to say among listeners that you can just raise your hand wherever you are. Uh, how many people were like, truly disturbed and slightly traumatized by the fact she took her mask off? I was just like, no, don't do it. Don't take your mask off. Hmm. Yeah, she, she takes the mask. Well, she asks for a chair to sit down and then she takes her mask off to say her speech and she puts it back on her. I mean, her speech is basically mostly incoherent, but she gets yeah. out somewhere <laughs> along the line. I just want to see where us could go. Yeah. That's, I think, the main point. <laughs> uh, and then she, as she caps it off, she's like, if I weren't pretty sure I'd mono right now, I'd kiss you. 
And here we get my number one most cringiest line of the whole episode. Mm -hmm. The last line spoken Mm -hmm. by David. So give me mono. Mm -hmm. They have their first Not sexy. Does it make you feel better if you were to find out that Felicity does not actually have mono here? No. Okay. She seems ill. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not okay with, with like, you know, making out with sick people. Okay. Fair enough. If she has it or if she has something else. No. Okay. Also not okay with David being okay with getting mono. Mm -hmm. This is a months long disease. Yeah. And look, we're all coming off of COVID and stuff like that. And, you know, I probably had an issue with it at the time a little bit. But I I think it's more like a reaction of the times (laughs) that I'm just like, keep your mask on. Don't make out with him. Stay indoors. Um, Yeah. Well, to be fair, um, mono the length of mono is an inherent problem for the show that they introduced it here and they yeah. everybody's going to be fine in the next episode yeah and felicity will never have had mono quite a long time yeah but everybody's going to be fine uh felicity will find out didn't have mono megan i guess did but is going to be fine uh, anyway uh all's well that ends well what about uh carl carl's never okay in any capacity. I mean, Carl's a hypochondriac and he's either really or vaguely sick for pretty much the whole. I mean, think about any interaction we've seen with Carl or he wasn't talking about some way that he was feeling ill. Yeah, but think about any interaction with him where he didn't say something that made you feel like he was not okay. Well, even just the hair eating. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. It's hard to judge him. You know, really, he's just who he is. Uh, this is, this is the guy, but yeah, I mean, that's our episode. That's pretty Ta-da. much it. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want to do the, what the glove did they say segment? Yes. Okay. All right. So I know you were a little nervous about this one because this, uh, this script had a lot of cutoff lines. Yeah, there were a lot of short lines, a lot of back and forth. So these are short. Um, and I don't know that they're the best we've ever heard, but, you know, some unnecessary censorship is better than no unnecessary censorship. We believe in you, Fish. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Wait, mm-hmm. wait till after. Okay. <laughs> All right, so the first one is when Ruby is trying to decide whether or not she even wants to go for, you know, the audition. Okay. And she says, I thought it would be a good story to say when I'm like a grandma. I could say, you know, I got this close to getting a in this huge I can't talk about. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I know. Okay. Uh, I'm not even 100% sure what that means. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right, though. It's fine. 
Yeah. Fill in your own blanks, listeners. Uh, and the second one is David. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Noel, and it's um, they're trying to get Ruby to tell them who who is starring in this movie, and they've had to resort to some you know some different tactics. And David says, you know, Ruby's about to go and uh, and get those drinks. And uh, David says, I'll go with you. All right. I'm going to try to get it out of her. And Noel says, good luck. I've been working on her for hours. Not going to happen. Gasp. Wow. All right. I'm going to ask, what could David possibly be thinking of doing to get that information? Say it again. What could David possibly have been thinking about doing? No, to the get line. that information. Oh, the line. <laughs> <laughs> I understood the instruction. Okay. So David uh, says to Ruby, "I'll go with you," and then sort of turns back to the table and says, "All right, I'm going to try to get it out of her." Oh. I'm going to say ride on a Ferris wheel is the first thing that came to my mind, but that doesn't work grammatically, but it's still my answer. <laughs> I'm going to try to ride on a Ferris wheel it out of her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That makes mm-hmm. sense. No, but that's okay. My whole first one made no sense. That's the beauty of this segment. <laughs> it means what we make it mean. I have to so. say listeners, the first time we did this segment, because when Fish and I are talking about this, the sound effect isn't there. So Fish just says club. I was like, yeah, that's all right. That's all right. And then when I heard the edited version, it changed my world. <laughs> uh, that sound is traumatizing every time you hear it and wonderful at the same time. Yeah, it's it, it took me a good, I would say, two hours to find the right glove. I listened to a lot, a lot of gloves. And this one just had the right kind of length and sort of disgusting continuance to it that that I felt was needed for the things that I was going to end up saying. I mean, look, I think that was two hours well spent. (laughs) Honestly, honestly, I, I, you know, I've had it, if it had been any other glove, it just might not have worked. I, I agree. I think the glove makes it all. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, let's pull in some listener feedback. We've got a little bit here that I wanted to talk about. I have a couple of different thoughts on Ruby. They're not long thoughts, but it really shows like the wide disparity of feeling about this character. Um, we have at LM Bretts on Instagram who says... Loved her, and Amy Smart was amazing in that role. Meanwhile, on the other side of the spectrum, we have uh, one from at panning.motivation, who says, I never liked her, to be honest. Seemed just boring and fake to me. Um, We had a third comment on her that I'm going to wait on, uh, because it's a little spoilery. Um, But... Those first two, I think it just goes to show you just the, there's really such a gap between 
I don't know. I feel like people exist on either end of the spectrum with her. And I, it's interesting because as an actress, they gave Amy Smart kind of a difficult job here because what we've been picking up on is that there's not like a lot under the surface, but then you even mentioned in this episode, Fish, that there are things in this episode that show us that in the hands of another actor, like she actually did it quite well, Mm -hmm. what she was being asked to do. So I think it is challenging to know what to think about Ruby because they, they give her, they give her the sort of naivete and then they give her these scenes with Noel where she's like, basically figures out on her own with no input from Noel, the entire story of season one through the first episode, the first episode of this season. So she's got this emotional awareness and then sometimes doesn't. Yeah. Often doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I still don't know what to do with her character because mm-hmm. I sort of feel like Ruby is a, my feelings about Ruby change moment to moment Mm. because, you know, I have these feelings up front where, you know, it's like, as you've said, like a shallow character or maybe a dumb character, like I've said, and there just isn't much there, but maybe she's a serial killer. I don't know. Mm. And then she just seems really nice. And maybe this is just like a nice thing for Noel. And then, you, as you said, she has this like very intuitive moment. And I also said, is she the nice Megan where like she can just say things? Mm-hmm. And even though they're rude and insulting, you're kind of like, well, it's okay because she's nice. Um, but that would be like no emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I've got this whole, you know, she's kind of coming back to Noel and, but then I don't want to judge her for that. So it's like, I have complicated feelings about Ruby, but what I think really like clarified for me in this episode was that I really like Amy Smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I I think the things that she's done with what she was asked to do, she has done very, very well. Yeah. And we've got quite a bit more story in front of us with this character. And, so, and they'll give her they'll we'll give her more. And so it'll be fun. I, I I was excited to bring these comments in. Because I think this is a good time to take your temperature on Ruby and see kind of where you're feeling about her here before she goes off for her acting job. I mean, it's not the end of the world. It's three weeks. It isn't. But I know in college that three weeks, one week seems like a long time or it did to me. And so three weeks probably feels like forever. It's probably longer than they've been together. So um or at least close so that's a lot and also you know noel's gonna stay behind seeing all the same people that he always sees ruby's gonna be exposed to this whole new world where she's gonna meet many people including tom cruise so that's threatening for noel too making out with yeah it's scary to think that she's gonna be living this other life um, and coming back and you know 
who knows? Who knows what that'll look like? So those are some things on Ruby. I wanted to pull in one more comment from um, the a comment that we received about our conversation about the depths that episode, uh, you know, episode four with Julian Felicity trapped in the subway. Um, and this is going to be from at aunt Mary 72, who we Yay. love so much. And um, she's making a comment about the judge, which is a name that we gave him. You, you gave him. And that's the, the old man who kind of shuts it down with the, you were never really friends anyway, speech. Mm-hmm. And she says this, I agree and disagree with the judge. When Julie first went after Ben, she and Felicity were not close enough for Felicity to speak up, but she did back away after she overheard Felicity's tirade to Ben, only to start sneaking around behind Felicity's back with Ben later. Remember this almost derailed Felicity and Noel when he told her what was going on. And Felicity was the devil to consider going with Ben without telling Julie. But there is some symmetry between Julie overhearing Felicity's tirade to Ben in the beginning of the season and overhearing Ben and Felicity at the end of the season. Like the way you get him will be the way you lose him somehow. All of this to say, I do not think that Julie and Felicity had a very strong friendship in the beginning. But despite all that happened with Ben, I think they will always have a strong friendship in retrospect. The friends you make in college, the things you go through tend to make special friendships. I thought this was um, really, one of the things I love about this comment is I hadn't really connected the overhearing of the conversation Felicity and Ben were having at the start of the season when Julie was in Ben's loft with the conversation Felicity and Ben have at the end of the season where Felicity is thinking about going on this road trip and Julie comes down from the stairs, there is a reveal, a very similar feeling that you get to both of those. And I hadn't even thought about connecting the two, but Aunt Mary 72 comes in with the, hey, remember this? (laughs) They do a lot of symmetry, I think. And I I think we've picked up on some of it, but clearly there's a lot more. I mean, there's a lot of callbacks. Um, Mm -hmm. And and those two conversations definitely have similarities. I mean, Julie is on the outs both times, Mm. right? And the first one is sort of a, hey, we're not friends yet. And the second one produces you know all of this anger mm-hmm. because she thought they were friends i mean they like yes she has julie has relied a lot on ben mm-hmm. you know for um what happened with zach and her mom and all that kind of stuff and she hasn't as we've heard like had a lot of girlfriends but she also relied on felicity for some of that stuff. And Mm -hmm. she just went through so much that I do feel like, like they were starting to be friends Mm -hmm. and she was relying on Felicity. Um, I don't think, 
I don't think Felicity ever gave her the impression that she would do something to hurt Julie. Mm. And so, I mean, we've had a little bit of, of a rec, you know, a, a reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And then she was in the apartment with Elena and Felicity today. Mm-hmm. But we haven't really seen any, like, deep, like, friendship, emotional conversations or situations yet between them. So I'm going to be interested to see what happens then. We haven't seen that, but I do feel like uh, while we haven't seen it, I think that there was a certain essence or feeling that I got from the scene when Felicity was having a really bad first date with David and she had to make a call and she calls Julie and Julie is like, you have permission to do whatever you want to do. You don't have to stay there. Um, I think that that was sort of like a going back to what their friendship used to be. We've seen her make exactly that call before about normal. Um, so no, we haven't gotten the deep unpacking. I suppose that happened in the subway and we got snippets of that, you know, not the hours that took place, but we got snippets of that. So I don't know that they're ever necessarily going to go really deep into that again. It seems like they've just sort of put them back in. Here we are. This is the status of the relationship now. And we're moving forward from here. Yeah. And and I don't mean conversations about what has already happened. I mean, mm-hmm. conversations about things that are um, really affect their lives moving forward. Yeah. So, but things on the level of like a rape or, mm-hmm. you know, um, a mother or, you know, mm-hmm. things that, w- you know, are more than just I'm having a bad date and she's my second call. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to be interested to see how they build that up kind of again. And are they able to, like, if Felicity and Ben or Julie and Ben start dating again are they going to be able to talk to each other about it because it seems like this this man is going to like i don't know ruin some lives before he's done uh he's going to create some emotional pain (laughs) so Mm -hmm. um i don't know i'm i'm just wondering whether they they will be able to lean on each other Um, I'm just looking through, I feel like we're definitely going to have a moment in episode 16 for sure. And it may, there may be stuff before then, but I think of episode 16 as a pivotal one for Julie. Okay. Well, it'll be interesting. More of this, um, before that, but yeah, yeah, they're on a journey here for sure. Um, Okay. So I appreciate that comment from Aunt Mary. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's, thank you. Um, it's always great to hear from you. Thank you to everybody for your comments. So yeah. fun. I mean, Fish and I have a blast talking about this by ourselves, but it's way more fun when we get feedback from people who are listening. Um, yeah. We also get a whole bunch of information and other perspectives that we never would have considered or known. There's been a lot of stuff that, that people who are listening have brought up to us. and like, oh my goodness. Yet yeah. another thing I've never thought about. Um, that's been really cool. So in terms of our own feedback on this fish, let's rate this episode. 
Um, did you want to go first with that? Uh, sure. Okay. So, I don't know. I, I kind of, I enjoyed the little snippets that we got of Maggie and Ben. Um, I, I hope we are going to get more of a payoff in the future. Uh, the rest of it with Mono, uh, I don't know. It led to some funny little, you know, moments. Um, and uh, I don't know if this if this was supposed to be Ruby's kind of breakout emotional time. It really wasn't. And I also don't feel that invested in David. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say like there wasn't much for me to engage with. What I was most interested in was Maggie and Ben. Mm -hmm. uh, and they did not give us much. So I'm going to give it a five. I mean, it was fine. Um, but it didn't really get me excited. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I also, in terms of my unit of measurement for this one, I apologize to you, Fish, but I'm going with non-eyelash moments. Non-eyelash moments? Yep. That's oh. my unit of measurement, um, which oh. might make you bring your rating down a little bit. That's fine. Um, okay. So I put this one at a 6.6. 6. Uh, I think like you, I feel that they're still, you know, we were at, we were sustaining such a high rating and a high level through most of the end of season one and the beginning of season two. And then we sort of cleared the deck after episode two. And so from three to this point, we've been really starting to rebuild and there needs to be more story laid out in front of us before we can get any kind of payoff like what we got last time. And so I think this is part of that process and it's not necessarily exciting, but I do think that, you know, we're getting some really important foundation laid for the story to rebuild and for the characters to get to a better place. Um, and to get to a place where we can have the kind of tension that we need to start getting more payoffs again. And I also think that some of these new characters that we've brought in are really important people to bring into Felicity and Ben and Noel's lives so they can learn something else, you know, instead of having us be in that triangle forever where there's only so much new information for them to mine at this time. We're, in, we're bringing in three completely different types of people for each of them to, to have a relationship with and uh, build some new aspect of themselves that they bring back to their friend groups. So I think that while it may not be the flashiest part of the season, uh, I do think that there's this, is, this has its utility. But it's not super fun this part it's not like wild making you you know i doubt the water cooler talk was like did you see what happened with david um <laughs> but you know here we are i do think that this relationship between david and felicity is important especially if i think about how she left it with ben it was like look i need to be able to talk it out and here 
she's been gifted and by the universe, by Professor Sherman, uh, <laughs> this guy who's willing to do that. Um, you know, Amy Smart, you know, we get Ruby, who is kind of game for sticking around with Noel. Like she's not really think overthinking it. She doesn't have any conflicts. She's just reliable for him. And, you know, if we think that he wants people who look up to him, there is that dynamic that they've got. And Ben, if he wanted somebody who wasn't going to be too serious, you got that. <laughs> so I don't know. Beware, they've all got maybe what they wish a, for. Yeah, maybe it's a beware what you what you ask for mm-hmm. kind of lesson for us. But I don't know. There's ever since Maggie and Ben met, right? We've been sort of moving towards something. And, mm-hmm. and it's going to continue, I guess, moving forward. And the way that they have been building their relationship, I think, has been very interesting. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, it, it has been slow, it's been sort of sprinkled throughout a bunch of episodes, it's been interesting. Mm-hmm. And what I don't understand is why they can't make David and Felicity more interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Ruby and Noel are, yeah, I'm like manic when it comes to Ruby, like, you know, I'm all over the place. So I'm okay with that. But like, David is just sort of consistently, and maybe this will change, but it seems like he is consistently like a wet rag. Uh And like, every time I see him, I'm just kind of like, slightly depressed about life. Mm hmm. So I think I just it's useful. wish they'd make that more interesting. I think it's useful that you feel that way. Okay. I won't say more than that. I don't know uh, if that's what they were trying to accomplish, but I think it's helpful to where they're going in the show that you do feel that way. All right. But yeah, such is life. Well, I know it does affect my rating though, because you yeah. know, maybe later, I'll be like, oh, that was so necessary. Like, I get it. But in this moment, I, he's, he just bores me. Mm-hmm. Well, I, uh, I feel also, like I really like season two, but a lot of the stuff that I really like about it was like the first two episodes and then maybe about uh, halfway in. Um there's a character that. that will be introduced and I think it starts to really pick up for me around that time so it'll be interesting to see what your experience is but I think Felicity did need to have this relationship uh, at this time I mean I kind of wish that she and what's his name was it Berkey oh boy or I don't want to call him Banksy because I know that's not right it's Berkey it is Berkey. Yeah, I kind of wish she and him would get together. Oh, no. I <laughs> I don't need that. I, I would find that, that way out. more interesting than her and David. Yeah. I don't think David needs to be interesting for him to be the right fit for her at this time. <laughs> She's going for a B-list guy. She doesn't want to be annoyed by her B-list guy. I mean... And I think... There, they didn't have to make Berkey so annoying. <laughs> yeah, kind of toned it down quite a bit. Like if if she if he's been labeled as a gnat yeah. by her, it's not 
a sign of good things for the future of a romantic relationship with them. No. Yeah. But, but they didn't yeah. have to do that to him. He's, he's a great actor. He could have done anything. Yeah, and I just is... feel like he's a more dynamic person and actor than what we're getting with David. Mm-hmm. Okay. Seems fair. Well, hmm. let's share for those of you who want to send us feedback. We would love to hear from you. Like we said, we love to understand what everybody is thinking as they watch this show. So send us your feedback or Felicity fan art at the Melissa fish at gmail.com. That's Melissa with one L two S's the Melissa fish at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Felicity podcast. Lots of fun people having conversations about this show there. And if you want to be informed when we drop new episodes of our podcast, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link for that in the show notes. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can look at the show notes and find a link in there. And while you're in there, maybe think about rating or reviewing us, whatever options you have available to you on the platform of your choice. And next time we're going to have an episode entitled Getting Lucky. Fish, what do you think that episode's about? Melissa's smiling at me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're kind of done with the gambling thing. And getting lucky usually means sex. So I'm going to go with Ben adopts a stray dog named Lucky. Oh my God. Okay. Let's just see how this pans out. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Those of you who are listening, react as you need to on your end. I'm trying to deadpan this. So, okay. Well, that's perhaps what we're bracing ourselves for. And in episode seven, and in the meantime, is there anything else that you wanted to cover in episode six that we missed? Uh, nope, I don't think so. All right. Well, until next time, fish, don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. I'm a fish. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.